here. Welcome, yes, guys. Sir. We have with us Germani. We got Jay here today. Bread Runner Jay. Bread Runner Jay. And we got Abe as well. Um, yes, this is the this is the second time I've done two people, but the first time I did it right. One time I did it two peop three people, two mics. This is three people. We each got, got a, a mic, mic this time. Uh, this will be awesome. Uh, you guys... What are you smoking right now? What are you smoking today? Um, just some, just some good kush. You feel me? Just not crazy, <laughs> not crazy. Ain't no, ain't no dispensary. Hit a local plug. Yeah, but that's almost I can say on it. But yeah. Yeah, but that hey, that's fine. That's fine. No, 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 no need for a dispensary. Yeah, that's I mean, almost. I, like, I love to hit them though. The dispensary. Do you? Yeah, I do. It's cool. Like they're just available now. You can just go wherever you please. Yeah, and it's I like the idea of doing where my butt cups rub. Yeah, yeah, but if it's someone you trust. You know, you can feel pretty good about it. True, true. But where do they get it? That's how I always look at it. That's true. Because even if you trust them, like, you know, it doesn't matter where you get it from. You can get some crazy shit from anybody. But I feel like weed nowadays, like, especially with there being, like, like there is dispensaries now. Like, I mean, who the fuck? Who's going to give you, like, the wackest like shit? Say, yeah, yeah. And if it's, like, for a real cheap price, and like, you stay away anyway. So, like, I feel like as long as you're, like, an experienced buyer... And you're working with someone that you probably know, like, it's not going to be fucked up anymore. The problem now is, uh, like, I know, at least in Lowell, like, the cocaine. Oh, okay, okay. That shit's crazy. Some people, I know someone, like, died from, like, uh, like yeah, like, fentanyl. Or something. Oh, was it a college like party that. or something? Something like that. I forget uh, exactly what the details were, but pretty, pretty crazy stuff. Uh, okay, yeah, interesting. That's what the, that's what way to start. A little morbid. Let me just let me do a little like real like real life intro. Welcome to the dogcast, everybody. Um, it, we have we have Jay, we have Abe, and I need you guys to first subscribe. I need you guys to follow on Instagram. Not just me. We got Bread Runner Jay here too. So you gotta follow everybody here. What's your Instagram? You got one? Yeah, it's like OVO. Abe. OVO. Yeah. Oh, so you running with Drake? Type shit. <laughs> Okay. All right. So, did you like the album? Not gonna lie, I ain't listened to it yet. Yeah, I didn't get around to listen to it. Neither you. Okay, well that's okay. But you're you're OVO though. Uh So just next time, next time he has a release, you need to be twelve a twelve (laughs) a.m. You need to be up for the second it drops. Let me give you guys a little insight actually, as to what that release was like. Twenty one and Drake. Are oh, you smoking, by the way? I'm good. No, I'm uh, good. Uh, <laughs> no, he's not one of them lit hoes, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I need to be able to focus. I don't think I'd be able to focus. There's no way. But um, yeah, Twenty One Savage kind of falls in the backseat of that album. It's mostly all Drake. Oh, okay. Which is strange because it's like, why even do a collab mm-hmm. if you're not gonna give like Twenty One his shine? He had like one song to himself, and every other song Drake just not washes him. He just like has more. Lines, I don't know. You guys listen to a lot of music? Um, I mean, right now I've been more on my local artists, you know, showing love to my my, my brothers that's rapping. Shout love out to it. CJ for me, C-E-E-J-6-Y. Check it out on uh, SoundCloud, my fault. Yeah, you, but you, got a, you got a lot of tracks. Um, I don't know, a lot of it should be him for me, for me. It might not work for everybody, but you <laughs> could definitely find somebody that, like, in the local area you could support and definitely vibe with their music. Yeah, right, I'm right. big on, like, getting our market out there like i feel like massachusetts is not really stamped on the map like that it's not musically at least yeah how about you got any local artists you've been listening to uh, not so much nah, cj's my dog too um cj yeah north side i stuff. gotta get i gotta get on cj cj mm-hmm. gotta get on the podcast mm-hmm. nah, for sure. yeah, I'm the yeah tell him 
Um, so what kind of music? Just like you make rap, I assume. Uh, rap. Yeah. Uh, I, I can. I guess you can consider some of it a little bit uh, R and B. R and B. Does he a do a little bit. singing? Does yeah, CJ yeah, do a little yeah, bit of a singing? Little bit. He get into his vocals <laughs> a little bit. Um, I mean, I don't. I, I kind of some of his music for me. I call it cloud rap. Cloud. But rap. I don't even know if that's the right genre to be real. What that's is just that? I view it's like. Um, really melodic, I guess. Uh, I got you. I got um, you. That's the type of stuff I like. So yeah. honestly, maybe I should give CJ. I'm uh, not maybe. I definitely will give CJ a listen. I listen too much of the mainstream shit anyway. Like it's a lot of Drake. I listen to a lot of Twenty One. A lot of these guys. So there's really no need for me. I mean, they already got what millions and millions and millions of people listening to. And plus, I like to show like cool shit that I find anyway. So if you can find something local, that'd be sick. You know. Could get a theme song for the podcast. For real. I actually, so the little beat that plays in the beginning, I have a beat play like for two seconds in the beginning of the podcast. Okay. Um, that's Someone local made that okay. for me, for the podcast. Was it Javanchi in the cut? It wasn't Javanchi yeah, in the okay. cut. I was thinking about asking, I was thinking about asking, yo, Vanchi, give me lit. I was thinking about asking <laughs> Vanchi if he wanted to make me something. But I was like, you know, he busy. Um, if I, find, I was going through his YouTube, trying to find, like, if I like something, like, really good for the intro. Uh, but it's just like it's just not the same. It's not yeah, that type of music. He like, makes like it's his. I almost think it's like too good. Uh, it needs I to be mean, very like chill. chill like, it's like a little yeah. entrance. Like you don't want to have to hear more. That should be the whole thing. Yeah. Because it's just the intro. Mm -hmm. If I play one of his, like he's got fucking violins and that shit. He's got yeah, like good hi hats. I'm like, yo, bro. Like he's gonna make people leave the video. And then like he's also at the beginning of all my videos. I'm probably gonna have to hear like it's Vonchi in the cut. Uh, like, yeah. And, like, that's sick. D.O.D. in the cut. I don't want to be in the cut. Once yeah. we be. Um, so what made so you kind of like slid up on one of my stories? We've been talking back and forth, but like, what makes you want to be on the podcast, Jay? Um, really, just amplifying black voices. Like, I feel like I got a different perspective. Mm. Like, I feel like a lot of people my age, like being a person of color, don't really take the time to really step out of their shoes and look from a different perspective. Like. Wow. I'm more on like networking and building like a bigger me like because if you want to get big you got to start with yourself like learn the right moves the right way to market yourself like I know I say a lot of it but at the moment like some of my social media is going to be coming down soon but gotta <laughs> gotta market yourself properly yeah I recommend every young person get on LinkedIn and build them connections if you don't want to be working that complacent job working that like nine to five at like Target whatever you're working Making twenty bucks an hour, you might think it's big money now. Five years down the line, that's not gonna do nothing for you. Right. Like right. get get into a spot where you can get benefits, job, whatever it is. Just get up off your ass and work for yourself. All right, hey, what you think? Hey, do you think he's crazy or <laughs> you right there with him? Uh, I mean, I agree for the most part to some extent, <laughs> but I mean, also he, he just ain't on LinkedIn yet. Yeah, I'm not on LinkedIn yet. <laughs> I know. I mean, I am. But I don't have a profile picture, so right. I, and I'm not really established. I haven't really made too many connections, but I'm technically on there. But All right. I, I mean, me personally, uh, I'm more like in the entrepreneur field. So like, I mean, I agree with him to some extent. Like, you should, if you're not stable, like find something that's stable, you know. But I mean, me, I'm more about like the opportunity. You know, it's like wondering what's behind that next door and like taking that risk. Right. Right. Yeah. So that's why you're here today. It's like, hey, I'm mm -hmm. going to do a podcast. You want to come for the ride? You want to come hang out? Next mm -hmm. thing you know, you're on a podcast. Because I wasn't going to let you just sit on the sidelines. There's, there's no way. Um, I am going to be direct to most of the questions at Jay, though. No question. No, no cap. I'm sorry. No, that's bad. Uh, but also, so back to what you were saying, though, Jay. This is very important. At least the very beginning strikes me. Because I know I was looking through my, my, my guests. And um, I was like, there's just, like, a lot of white here. And it's just because, like, 
it's just because I'm white. Like, yeah. I, you know what I mean? Like, I don't mean to do this. Ex- exactly. I don't want to do this. It's just like, you know, the people that hit me up, the people I grew up with, like, I grew, I, grew, I live, like, you know, Medford's like... Oh, I mean, predominantly white area. Predominantly white. Like, we're in the U.S., which is also it's predominantly white. white. And then on top of that, I'm white. And I just run into a lot of white people. Exactly so I had, it felt very whitewashed of a page. I'm just looking at it, I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with me? Is it my fault? Like, is it just a societal thing? Like, I think it's more on your, your network and your personal network. Like, right. you, the connections, like, you always build just when you, like, subconsciously is going to be somebody that relates to you or you can find, like, something to connect with. You feel me? And me, I like to connect with everybody. Like, right. even if we, we don't even see the same. I could connect with somebody that's racist, to be honest, because I don't got to have the same perspective of you. Like, we don't have to have the same mentality. I kind of, I'm... I don't know how to word it, you feel me, but... No, I'm with you, I agree. Like, I'm on, um, like, I mean, right now I'm about to give a presentation on freedom of speech, like, so really? I'll use this for an example. Um, it hit me. Uh, like, freedom of speech, I feel like the more our society, like, as we get older, it's more conformed and censored, like, I can't come out and say whatever I really want to say just because of the fear of being canceled, but I feel like we got to get away from that because people make mistakes, people say the wrong things at all times. Like, it's just about giving them the right knowledge to learn what's right from wrong, what's a- appropriate to say. But, like, the way we go about it nowadays, I don't think is right. Like, but to bring me back to what I was originally saying, like, I feel like you having more of a, like, white market or what your podcast has nothing to do with how you feel or how you think, like, like, how you want to operate. It's more of a subconscious thing. Like, I connect with a lot of black people just because I'm black myself. Like, I connect with a lot of people of color because... That's, like, my crowd. Like, yeah. But I have no problem going out of my way to connect with somebody that's not the same color as me, doesn't come from the same environment as me, because that's what it really matters, like, at the end of the day. If you want to do something with your life, you got to build those connections, even if it's uncomfortable at first. Like, get out your box. Like, Conversation's power in a lot of ways. If you hear something different, it can really kind of, like, throw you for a loop sometimes, but that's good. Like, you don't want to... Because I feel like I, I hang out with the same... 20 people all the time and you know we're all just kids my age that went to the same school pretty much got similar grades with all the same school so we're all probably in the same academic standing at all of our high schools and we all end up in the same place and we I feel like we vary a lot because I know these people so well and like I know I'm not exactly like them but in the grand scheme we are so similar it's like why what value am I even gaining from someone, not value, obviously, like, they're my friends, I love them. No, it, I but, like, what am I going to learn from these people if they're just like me? We've had the same experience. I mean, I think with every friendship, come, there has to be, a, like, certain value of it. Like, I can't be friends with somebody if I'm not gaining any benefit to it. And the same, I right. think the same for people that are friends with me. Like, you shouldn't be friends with me if there's no benefit to it. If you're, if you're not getting any knowledge, like, if I'm not helping you find a, the crucial steps to, like, financial wealth or just... Sharing, like, insightful things. Like, you shouldn't be friends with somebody like that. Or even think about yourself. Like, if, you, if you're kind of complacent where you're at at life, you need to reevaluate your life. Like, there's always, there's always more to life. Complacency is very dangerous. Exactly. Um, with, the, with a lot of this being said, let's talk, about, um, let's talk about Kyrie Irving. What happened with Kyrie? So, details. I'll put the basic, I'm, I'm just going to lay out the basic details for anybody that doesn't know. Or only reads headlines. I'll, I'll, I'll say what actually happened. So Kyrie puts out on his social uh, link to the book, I think documentary book. Yeah, it was a documentary. Um, documentary yeah, about um, basically what BHI, like Black Hebrew is, 
Yeah, um, the original Jews. Like yeah, this. the original Jews. It's the idea, it's the concept that, like, black people are Jewish. And a lot of the things in the documentary are talking about that Jewish people today are hiding black people's history. And, like, even some things in the documentary say that the Holocaust, suggest the Holocaust never happened. And uh, Kyrie posts this on his story, and now he's been suspended five days because the, the league asked him to apologize and he gave kind of a half-assed apology, kind of working around the world, or around the words that they wanted him to say. And now he's been suspended five games without pay. And in, it, we don't know. It's indefinite, so he yeah. might continue. Uh, but he did then, after, put out a, a well-worded Word, apology, three paragraphs about on his Instagram. Now that we have the details out there, what were your thoughts on that? Cause that um, honestly, I don't agree with it. Um, I kind of stand with Kyrie. Because he did come out and say he doesn't agree with everything in the documentary and the book. Right. Um, but I stand with him in the sense of, like, why should he have to conform to society's norms? Like, why do you? Why am I not allowed to put out what I want to put out if I'm not? He didn't say anything anti-Semitic. All he did was put out a documentary and a book that you can go find on Amazon. That's the thing. It's on Amazon. How, how did Jeff Bezos not get any backlash for even selling or promoting that book in a sense of putting it on his uh like uh, what's the word I'm platform. yeah it's platform um and what about the creator of the book nobody's coming at him for even making it or the documentary um it just doesn't make sense to me it's more of like i feel like they try to limit black minds and keep them like to a certain area they don't want us to it feels like a lot of times and by they i mean you know those secret shadow governments whatever yeah but they don't really want us to know like what we're supposed to know. Um, I mean, I didn't read the documentary, or I'm sorry, watch the documentary, read the book, so I don't even know what, what was in there, honestly, so I can't even say I completely agree with, like, promoting the book, but at the end of the day, he's his own man. Like, who are you to basically say what he can and can't do with his his platform? And I feel like it's like limiting his free, freedom of speech. Like, Mm-hmm. We're in America. That's like our First Amendment. Like you can say what you want, like do what you want, as as long as you're not a hateful person or inciting violence, like among people. And I don't think that incited any violence or anything. So, so that's kind of where the issue lies, I think. Because I agree with you. By the way, I am going to take other perspectives so that, like we can have like a little bit of like momentum. Because otherwise, me and you would just be like, yep. <laughs> so, yeah. um. It seems like when you have a platform that size, same thing happened with Kanye. When you have a platform of that size, they feel like promoting this type of ideology could make other people become violent. And like they would be like, or it might steer other people's direction. If I feel this way, me, if I like feel like, if I'm racist, it doesn't matter. Unless, if I'm not planning to commit violence, but I'm racist, it doesn't matter because no one's listening to me. But like people listen to Kanye, people listen to Kyrie Irving. So, like, even just having these ideas could lead to someone, maybe they watch the documentary, then they think everything in it is true, and then they're, like, they're hateful against Jewish people, and maybe uh, Jewish people then get, like, maybe someone, like, goes out to hurt one, whatever. So, that's the idea, but it's, like, that degree, that's why it's so different with celebrities, like, yeah. that, that two steps away from, uh, from the violence. Like, they didn't necessarily incite it, but they didn't do anything to stop it either. But is that their obligation? Like are they like are they do they need to be that way, just because we want them to be that way? Um, I don't I don't think so honestly. I right. think I think the fault 
lies within the people that listen and run with that narrative or like just follow blindly without taking the time to knowledge up on what they're following for me so like if it was like let's say like we'll use hitler for example the people that hitler he's just speaking on what what's in his mind that doesn't mean it's it's right it could be it could definitely be wrong like yeah for sure it was wrong we see it yeah like now for sure what he was spinning was some wrong shit but like <laughs> what he was spitting hey you heard it here for yeah. what hitler was spitting was some wrong shit no cop but right like for him to be like the only one persecuted should also be the people that were persecuted a lot of the people that stood with hitler in those crimes like they flee to other countries and be straight a lot of them came over here a lot of racist nazis came over here and they're fine like nothing really happened to them like but all the fault lies within hitler just because he had the platform but at a point hitler didn't have the platform the platform built was built around him and i don't think you see that with kanye or um Kyrie. like you don't see a hateful platform behind them it's just people that want to actually gain knowledge and the platform that's behind them is the black community like confused why i mean kanye for sure, him his sponsors getting pulled was most definitely understandable. Kyrie, I don't think it makes sense, but like so why so what was the difference with 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 what Kanye went through and what? Um, I feel like Kanye, he says, like he's clearly I wouldn't say because I don't know I'm no psychiatrist or yeah. whatever a doctor. Um, I don't know if he's clearly suffering from something mental, but there's clearly a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes like yeah. we're not aware of. Mm-hmm. Um, but. A lot of things he says could be very blunt and could be taken, like, repulsively by his audience. So I think um, what he has to do better is the way he puts out what he says and kind of put a more professional aspect to it. Because I understand Kanye, like, he's always been like that. He doesn't want to conform to the media and stuff. Mm -hmm. But it's not even just conforming to the media. It's about, like, leaving, leaving, leaving that role model for your people. Yeah, like the message he's trying to say in a lot of these things. Like say it's um like he he, he tweets out, I'm going Defcon three and all the Jews. Dude, that like that's stupid. Yeah, that that's, is, that doesn't sound good. It's violent. All. It's yeah. it's bad. And um then I watched so I I didn't want to just shut it off though. I didn't want to shut him out though, because I wanted to hear. So I listened to his Drink Champs um podcast and then his Lex Friedman podcast after. And in both he comes to a couple realizations. He still says some things a little crass. He says, like, it comes from a place of jealousy of Jewish people. And, like, he kind of comes to that realization. He says, like, I take back the tweet. I wish I didn't say it. He's like, it was a late night tweet. And I'm like, you're too, he's too big to do that. He's not, like, you can't just, like, make those that type of mistake and have there be no repercussions. And also, all these companies that are dropping him, he has to assume that's going to happen because... They're private. Like these yeah. are these companies can do whatever the hell they want. Like it's not their obligation to hold them, e- even if it is just because of difference of beliefs. That might you know might kind of wake us up to the fact of like oh if you don't believe the way these people do, like you might get dropped. Yeah. Which is a little weird in its own sense. Same thing with Kyrie. Like Nike suspended his his, um, um, his uh, drop sh- coming his shoes out. out. Yeah. His shoes gone. Mm-hmm. So Kyrie, it's not not gonna happen. And um, you know the team, but the, the, that's Nike. And the team, the Nets, that's technically private. Like, they can suspend them as long as they want in a lot of ways. Like, I don't I don't even know if I have issue with that. Because, again, it's their decision, just like how Kyrie has his decisions, and I respect those, and they didn't like it, so they suspend him. 
But um, I just don't like the idea of, like, they can do that, but I don't like the idea of not liking what you're hearing and then trying to make someone change who they are because exactly. you don't like it. But at what point is it too much? I mean, that's the thing. Like, there's so much gray area. It's all nuance. Like, yeah. yeah, like, it's hard to know when it's too much, like, being said. Like, it's... Because in some... Like, that's the thing with hate speech. Not, like... There's a lot of gray areas with hate speech, you feel me? Because anybody could take offense to it, but you might not have been trying to offend somebody when you said it. Like, it's a hard thing to spot and really understand. Like, I think it really falls on the audience and the person speaking. Yeah, it like, depends who's listening. Yeah. Right. Like, with uh, the, like the, these brands that drop Kanye, right? He goes, years later, years prior, you know, slavery was is a choice. Yeah. No one dropped no him. No one dropped him. But ne- because to them, they're like, all right, well, like, you know, the, you hear him out. I guess what he was saying when he said that text, so, like, this is what happens with Kanye. He just says something, something. to stir it, which, because, like, otherwise, I don't know if anybody would listen if he's not, like, stirring. Stirring the pot, yeah. So it's kind of like a catch-22, because, like, either you're not going to get hurt or you're going to get hurt and hated. So it kind of sucks. But he says slavery was a choice. What he meant was, like, modern slavery, like, the way that we, like, the term nowadays of not so much with, like, what's going on, like, the sweatshops in China, but more like if you're... Kind of what he's talking about now. Like, if you're a slave to the game. Or, like, exactly. to... Conforming to society. Conforming to society. You're a slave. Like, that's a choice, in his opinion. So, that's what he was saying. But, obviously, the wording was ridiculous. Yeah. And, um... But no company drops him. And then the, he says this thing about the Jewish people. Because these people, a lot... You know, not all, but some of them are Jewish. They're gonna yeah. hear it. And then they want him gone. Because that's hate speech to them. And who are we to tell them, like... Yeah. What, what hurts them. So, it's... It's just... It's so hard to, like, there's no defined rules to this shit. It's just, um, you know, that's why, like, I think if you can just spread, like, like, a positive and, like, a loving narrative, then you can't be touched. Like, if you're, like, I just want to hear from everybody. I want to hear all these perspectives. Instead of saying, I'm going DEFCON 3 and all the Jews. Like, that's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. You can't say that, Kanye West. But, like, the thing is. It's gangster, you did. Even, even, like, in terms of that, it's just, like. Somebody of color can't even say that. You feel me? The same way Kanye was able to say slavery was a choice, had it been a white man, that man would have lost all of his sponsorships and things like that. Like true. Like that's that's what I hate about society. Like there is no real freedom of speech for any race or any person. Like there's certain things each each group can't say or whatever. Even if they're not using the term to offend nobody, somebody can take offense to it. So it's like that's why I feel like every day, you know, we get censored more. More, and like, that's why like a world where like you can kind of just because you know Kanye tweets that out he gets suspended from Twitter suspended from Instagram like I don't think shutting somebody up is the answer it isn't at all because then I heard him talking on these on these podcasts and he literally like throughout the few hours like comes to realizations within it like he's like oh well maybe he's like you know I'm kind of thinking I remember him saying like this exact thing I remember I'm thinking about this right now but maybe it's coming from a place of jealousy you want to know why? Because these the drink champs people they push back a little bit towards the middle end of the podcast. They're like, which also got yanked from YouTube. Um, but you, he, they push back on him like, hey, like you can't say that. We're all love. We love Jewish people. We love Jewish people. We love people. We're all human. And he was like, all right, well maybe it's from a place of jealousy. Like they were able to band together and rise and like they have such power. But like when when he was saying it was like when a black man has power, it's just him. Him, yeah. And I get where he's coming from because. I see that myself, like, being a person of color. You see, you could see, like, 
somebody you know go up and it's really only him going up he's even if you're not asking him for like you know currency money whatever this like not asking from his plate he's not gonna get you at the table to make your own plate you right me? like right. and i that's that's like the point in kanye what he was saying and his mad rambling that i understood like <laughs> yeah. like the way he went about it like it was very like hateful like i can't disagree with that like mm -hmm. he, he persecuted a group like but that's not what's it, what his intentions were it's just about finding like the right things to, like Kanye definitely needs somebody to be rereading his tweets and watching the <laughs> statements before he say them. Like, just like figuring it out with him. Like, I feel like because like what he wants to say isn't that. What it's gonna come across the wrong way. Yeah. And he don't want that either. Like, he don't want that to happen. Just like how you know what I mean. Like he don't want that. So, for his sake, I want him to say if the, if he meant that, then it's one thing. Like he means that like. Now he's got to, you know, I don't know what you do from that point on, though. Like, what do you do, say, like, someone goes on Twitter and starts spewing some, like, racism, like, openly. But, like, doesn't say, like, inc inciting violence, just thinks, like, say it's, uh, let's just do, like, an uh, odd example for fun. Let's say, like, a black person goes out there. Let's say, like, let's say Kyrie Irving wakes up tomorrow, goes on Twitter, and just says, I think black people are the superior race. Like, then what do you do? I mean, do we like? Can you can you suspend him then? Do you suspend him then or no? Or is it still exactly? And who who is he really like? Like that's I think it's okay for him to have that thought. Like it's okay for a white man to feel like he has a superior race, but at the end of the day, that doesn't make it a factual statement. It's just it's he's living he he's living his own truth. You feel me? That's how I look at it. Everybody lives their own truth. Like that's crazy. I like, wake up every day in the true, mirror. Though. It might not be a hundred percent factual, but I look in the mirror. I tell myself, yo. I'm the most well per like put together person I know. I'm like that. Yeah, I'm like that. Like I'm really him. Like I'm the most handsome person I know. It might not be factual or whatever. No, that's all true. But it's all true. living your own truth. Like most handsome person I know too, bro. <laughs> nah, nah. Like, come on. It's living your own truth, realistically. Like that's what it is. Like you know, you know it's funny actually. Before you came on, um, I I go through like a couple just like, just to kind of get my brain going. I'll like think little thought experiments before my podcast. Like what. I look up, like, what's the meaning of life, things like that, those deep questions. One of them was, um, what is, like, the role of ego in your life? And, like, is it a good or bad thing to have, like, an ego? Um, first, I, I watched the podcast on the meaning of life. So, I have a, some people think life has meaning. My perspective on it, on it is life really has no meaning mm. except uh, just living. But... Like, my religious beliefs make me feel like the purpose of life is to live, like, pure love, show love, to get to a better place in your afterlife. Right. But, um, like, it's weird, like, how I think, you know. But I like to think of things from, like like I said, a lot of different perspectives. Let's like, stay on that, then. Stay on the meaning of life for a second. So, because what I think of, I, I had this, like, epiphany, like, a couple days ago. I'm meaning to bring it up on the podcast. So... I think of it religiously, like the whole idea is like you're good and then it'll go like it transfers to you in the afterlife, like you, whatever you do now, it's like it's good, it's true in all religions, it's in different terms like karma in like Buddhist, but like in Christianity it's like you go to heaven or hell. So for me, I think of it as like the present moment is your, is your like is present, it's now. The afterlife is whatever's after, so the future. Mm-hmm. In a lot of ways. I think of it like your future is... Because I think when you die, you die. Yeah. I think you're gone. But what are you going to make your afterlife after right now? 
is uh, if you are a good person in every moment, you're creating a heaven for yourself ahead. Mm-hmm. Like you will be living in heaven and at the end when you're like retired and you're 65 years old. You have all these kids and they're all good people and yep. they're all living a good life and you lived a good life and you still have 20 years ahead of you and you're living in heaven because you were a good person. That is your afterlife in a way yeah. to the to your prior self that was making all those good decisions, all those good moves like you right now on this podcast. So, you know. <laughs> um, so that's kind of just something I was thinking about. Like It's not so much what, what's going to come after or the meaning of life in that sense. You have this life. Obviously, it impacts you. We've all cried. Yeah. You know? We've all laughed. We've all felt like exhilarated. We've all been on roller coasters, you know? So obviously it impacts you. So it's the meaning of your personal well-being. So you're trying to just lay lay forth a good path for yourself to the afterlife, your future. Um, Crazy. It is pretty crazy to think about because there's so many ways you can look at it. Like Millions. All right, I'm going to step out of my shoes and my Go. religious beliefs for a Go second. Go for it. Um, there's a lot of ways to look at it, like, even the sense of good and bad, um, like, what is really good and what is really bad, because that's all a con- construct of man, like, it's not a real thing, the same with time, like, time is not a real thing, there's no such thing as, like, I mean, there's such thing as years, but if you think deeply enough about it, it's like, one man came up with the idea and let that, like, a lot of people followed it, that's how I look at it, like, mm-hmm. even our modern day calendars, it's not, like, there's some countries, like, that are 10 years behind compared to our calendars, you feel me? Mm-hmm. Like, um, it, it brings me back to the meaning of life, like, in the sense of good and bad. Like, I feel like life is pointless to an extent just because when you do things for religious beliefs and, you know, you're doing that good, are you really doing it to be a good person or to promise yourself a good afterlife? Like, that's the thing. Like, I feel like if there wasn't things like religious beliefs, Mm-hmm. We would really find out who would be a naturally good person and who would be just living for themselves. Like, you would really find out who's here to help you and who's here to, like, isn't. Because I feel like people do things subconsciously because they want to get to a better place in the future or in their afterlife. Like, I can't say that I don't do good things because I hope it'll benefit me in the future. Like, Yeah. I mean, the level of selfishness is involved, you know? Yeah. Like, with any decision. Um, what's your thoughts? This is a very important mm-hmm. question. So what are your thoughts on this? Do you got any? Wait, on what the meaning Just of life meaning is? of life yeah, to you. I mean, I definitely think that there is some meaning of life in a sense. I mean, but at the end of the day, it also is just like not me. Like, doesn't have meaning, if you know what I mean. I don't know. <laughs> you know he's, I mean? he's really high right now. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, cause like, let me hear it. Let me hear it. Keep going, bro. You got this. Now, what I'm basically saying is like, at the end of the day, like, feel me, there may be an afterlife, but I mean, Everyone's kind of going through similar things, and, like, it's really just about you, like, being able to figure out how to get through it, you know, but, I mean, I also do believe that, like, you know, everyone has their own talents that they're born with, and, you know, using that and elevating that would probably be what your purpose is, because that's why you have it. You wouldn't have it for no reason, you know? That's a good point. So that's what I mean when, you know, like, there's purpose, because, like, you have a gift. Everyone has something, but also at the end of the day, life is somewhat meaningless in the sort, because everyone has a gift, and everyone's doing the same thing, so it's... A collective of the same thing. So do you feel like, well, first, do you feel like you found your thing, like your gift? Uh, in a sense, yeah. I think I, I mean, I think for me, it's just my uh, purpose is just to help people in any way as I can. But I mean, the main way I'm facilitating that right now is um, I'm a life insurance broker. And with that, 
I have the ability, you know, help people set up tax-free retirement plans and, you know, set up generational wealth and just educate them on, like, how they can use their financials to benefit them in the future and, like, really just financial under understanding and uh, wisdom, I guess. All right. All right. That's very, very important. Yeah. More important than probably anything I do. I feel like when I say, a lot of people will be like, I'm here to help people. And then, like, like you actually are legitimately helping people. Like, on a day-to-day basis, like, that's what you do. That's your job. Yeah. And whereas, like, some people, like, won't make that their livelihood. They'll be like, oh, I'm here to help you. I'm like, how? They're like, well, my sister called me last week, and I picked her up at the bar. I'm like, no, well, no fucking shit. Like, I hope so. <laughs> yeah, uh, like... That's not helping people. You need to help people. Well, wait, financially. Um, not kicking them money, teaching them. You know, it's like the whole idea of, like, you can lead a horse to water, but you, but you can't, can't force it yeah, to drink. Exactly. Um, could so, teach a man a fish, but it's up to him to catch it or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it's like, uh, what is it? You give a man a fish, fish he eats for a day. You give mm-hmm. him a rod, exactly. he eats for life. So you're actually, like, helping these people, like, on a life. That's very important that you found that about yourself. Found a yeah. job that aligns with that. Probably, do you feel fulfilled in a lot of ways, like, when you do these mm-hmm. things? Yeah, for sure, because, you know. That's fucking awesome. But That's so awesome. I got a question for you, Abe. Uh, like when you do like take your purpose in life and turn it into a career or um something you got to like do with working do you feel like you lose that sense of passion like do you think you still want to do this in 10 20 years even if you've seen already the financial benefit from it like let's say you end up being a millionaire do you think you'll still continue to help people just because you want to help people in the sense of like helping them with policies or do you think you'll find another way of helping them be honest, there's no, just if it is like a selfish answer, it's not a bad thing. No, nah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I feel like I definitely just keep doing this because I really I do get like a pleasure from helping people. And like, I don't know. I feel like I kind of get it from my mom. Like, she's always been like a giving person. Like, I've always been around her, so it kind of rubbed off on me. And like, what's your mom's name? Uh, he what? Shout out. Shout out. He did. Dub mom. For sure. Um, but, um, she was very like, giving as well she's very yeah. good mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's just naturally where I get it but um yeah I don't know when you help people like I don't know if you guys have noticed it but like I just get like a crazy like feeling after like of a good feeling like just flows it's through true. you it's okay. true especially like, when you help them through some tough shit no mm-hmm. cop like mm-hmm. I mean Abe's my boy there's been times I've been down bad Abe helped me and I know he'd be feeling like blessed off of it no cop <laughs> <laughs> no he helps he helps you and then you're like you're welcome <laughs> yeah, no cop he, <laughs> he's so welcome I, that's how that's how I'm about to start saying I, I know you love this this year uh, your, your return <laughs> yeah for real yeah so um so Jay what's your purpose do you feel like you found it um I mean I guess my purpose or my talent would be my voice and using that voice to amplify the voices around me, the ones that like don't want to Like, you mean the deepness of it? I mean, not even... That's just a talent. Yeah, to a certain extent, I guess. <laughs> but, I mean, even being on the podcast, like, right. I feel like I'm the person that'll take initiative for the people that want to be heard. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not famous or anything now. My plan isn't to be famous, but my plan is to be heard. Like, I want my wow. voice to be heard to, for millions. If it's not advocating for something I like might align with but it's i want to advocate for something that's for the benefit of like my people the people i know the people i've been around the people i've had exchanges with like i want to advocate for something that really gives benefit to all so i, I want to make sure my voice is heard by like millions yeah you don't necessarily need to be selling a bunch of bread runner j exactly apparel, but if it's like for like the good of the people you're very content with that being what you do. No and I feel like that kind of does definitely align with, like, the way you're moving right now. It's a lot of, like, you're just trying to build a connection. Like, there is a lot of people that probably had similar interests to you in doing this podcast 
that would never like feel the need to do it or reach out or if i reach out back like they never would pursue it like you're here right now that's very that's like it's a lot to do even on that like if i couldn't have been here today if it wasn't for my boy abe to be real like <laughs> like he helped me in that sense like took the time out of his day made sure i got here like did what we had to do mm. but um like that's how i like look at it some people would have been like felt like they didn't need to take that step and put their voice out there even if i feel like what i have to say doesn't matter like i'm gonna still advocate or speak up on something that i feel like i'm knowledgeable on just make sure i'm heard just the voice of the people no cop that's fire i feel like um my personal purpose probably comes from i feel like i have a, a talent for I, I can talk to anybody like yeah. anybody and i just like have translated that into a podcast like i I always felt like no matter who had got in my car or like if i i because i always did the drives i don't smoke i don't drink so I always like was driving. I'm always like DD. I always pick up people. I pick up them and their friends, or whatever scenario. I'm always available to help people. I like helping people too. Wouldn't say it's my purpose, but I like to do it. But um, I uh, I pick people up and like they'll be in like I think when I first met you. I picked you up. I don't even know if you remember that. Um, you were with I think Tevin. So, yeah, Tevin. You were with Tevin. I forget what he was going to do or something. I don't even like, know. Or you might have drove us home. Like after I think school. I did. Yeah. I did. So like that's just what I that's that's a very common like way for me to meet people. And I felt like in those conversations like. I just leave myself. It's a good first impression. I like to leave. I like to learn something from people, and I think a lot of people put up like a little bit of like a face of like who they who they are, just so that they don't have to like deal with people all the time. Yeah. It's not a bad thing. I do the same thing. I walk through my classes like, like like I'm yeah, not that's like, probably like, how I look. Like, like I'm not the jolliest guy. I'm like the happiest dude alive. But once you break that initial wall down with people, you break. You get you. You're vulnerable yourself. And I think that's what I've mastered, like just being able to talk to people. It's like you can learn so much from one person, even someone that like doesn't isn't necessarily successful. Everyone's made the same amount of successes and failures in their own world, and you just gotta find out what it is. Like maybe someone you don't like. I say I meet someone in in college right now, and in high school they were a bad shooter in, in ball in like their freshman year. By the time they were a senior, they were the best shooter on the team. I would never know that just by looking at them or even by talking to them for a couple seconds. But you get talking to them enough, like, oh, you, wait, you, you got that good at something over time? How'd you do that? He's like, oh, hard work. I was in the gym 12 hours a day. It's like, you have that type of determination? That's inspiring. I learned how to, I learned to be a little more determined that day. And um, I just think that me seeing the value in conversation on top of being able to do it is like a beautiful combination i'd like to think that is my purpose at least it is for now until until this podcast is over and then i do something else in my life we'll see what that ends up being um you guys are episode 80 by the way this is the 80th episode that's a cool number it's one of my favorite numbers is it eight and five yeah you play any football basketball basketball yeah were you a shooter yeah, I wasn't. Right. <laughs> I'm better. Him. I'm better than him. You're better than him. Yeah, I'm better than He's him. Lying. I'm better than both of you. Bro. No, you it's because hey, I played. But I was, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. there was nice. So oh, right. shit, are you? Yeah, yeah, I was. I was okay. I was okay. Did you play in high school? Yeah, a little bit. Word, word, word. I remember. I I play center. I was like, yeah. I'm this big playing center. You know, it was funny because we had Tev on our team. team. Yeah. <laughs> so so yeah. I was I was starting over Tev, and I was like, yo, you guys. I go. To, I went to the coach like multiple times. And I was like, yo, you guys. Uh, 
Tevin's 6'6", about 285 fucking pounds. Can you start him, please? Literally. It looks weird putting me out there. Over, It looks like a race thing. We need to... <laughs> this needs to stop now. And they were like, no, nah, we like him off the bench. I'm like, I'm like, I think I like us winning, but whatever yeah. whatever you say. Um, nah, Tev was a beast. It was always funny going up against him in practice. I'm one center. He's the other one. We, we couldn't be... We couldn't look any more different. Um, another person I want to have on soon. He's really funny. One of the yeah. funniest people I know. But uh, so you were saying, you've been saying before we started, like about like Europe. Yeah. Um, so what's that about? Europe. Um, it's a program about closing the opportunity divide and taking young adults and putting them in careers that they wouldn't be able to attain without going through like networking and certain, um, like you just got to have certain connections. Um, shout out to Gerald, the founder. I actually met him and I've spoken to him a lot about some of my business aspects in the future that I want to, or business businesses I want to have in the future. But uh, that's really what it's about. And they teach you a lot of things like networking, um, a lot of soft skills. There's some actual certifications you can get with the program. Me personally, I'm trying to get into business operations. So I'm learning how to be a project manager. Mm. I might go back to school unless I go pick up a career straight up off this internship and let them pay for my school. But, yeah. Um, That'd be sick. That'd be really, that'd be ideal. So what are these, uh, without giving away the keys to the castle, what are the, what are these businesses you got in your mind? Um, I do want to do a clothing brand, but I want to do it differently how everybody does it. I'm going to find a way to connect it to my community and other artists without actually having like all my designs out, if you get what I'm saying. I want to okay. branch out, even branch out to schools and find a way to reach out to the youth and give them the opportunity to do something in that regard because... I know I've always liked the art shit, like drawing. I used to do mm. shoe customs, like made some posters in my room, things Can like that. Can you draw? Um, a little bit. I wouldn't say I'm the best, but yeah, yeah, a little bit. That's kind of um, sick. That's a really cool business idea. Yeah, and I just want to find a way to like branch the youth in and give them like the opportunity. Like, how many kids like want to make something, be a fashion designer, and they get told they can't oh. or don't get that opportunity to. So I want to be the person that gives them that opportunity. Yeah, even just going to schools and just being like, hey, like, let me make you, like, a like a custom shirt for your school, but we're going to work. I'm, I want to work with your students. Mm-hmm. And then, like, they, they do, like, a thing. They show tell all the students, like, hey, like, this is the guy. They'll show you, you know, because I feel like a lot of people, like, if I heard in the, in the morning announcements and they were like, we need five designers, uh, that wanted the aspiring designers that want to come to the principal's office. I don't think I'd go down there. But if like there was like an assembly, yeah, and you showed up, and you had the mic, and you're like with the, with that voice, you know, <laughs> and you're just like, yo, I just need like some designers and shit, and like <laughs> if y'all trying to pull up, like we can make a cool design, and then like it would be something like a little more accessible, accessible yeah. than like some thirty six year old like sub teacher on the PA being like if we need like three designers I think you could really like get people to want to do that um, especially some kids that like might be too cool for it yeah Cause you're a cool guy so you just go up there with like just like natural like who you are and like they might like want to gravitate towards it even speaking on that like I don't know if any high school is gonna be watching this or whatever you're not too cool to do anything like stop stop living in a high school mentality a lot so of people true. bring that to college whatever so bro true. Get with who you want to get. Do what you want to do because none of that shit matters in the adult life. Like, At all. Nobody really knows your business unless you tell them. You know, nothing is like, no one really gives a fuck. Like, literally. Like, <laughs> no people, one has ever cared what I I'm feel doing. like the good thing about high school is it's a community. Like, you build those bonds. You'll never get, like, 
another high school opportunity, like, mm-hmm. to meet people like that. Even in college, it's different. Like, it's not as close. It, exactly. Like, you really, you see them people, like, almost every day. Like, what is it, like, 180 days or something like that? Of yeah, four, yeah, four years, yeah, 180 like, days. Every, every year. And some of them people you've known through middle school, elementary school, like. And, like, your teams. Like, if you're on a team with someone, like, I saw fucking these people. <laughs> Like way too much, way too much. Literally. Let me go to eat after fucking. It's way too much. Literally, I, I think about that all the time. Like when I play football, like bro, I met so many different people and like I connected with them on so many different levels. And half of them I don't even know right now. Mm-hmm. If I could go back, I'd connect with everybody. I'd be on LinkedIn, like yeah. enforcing that. Like yo, like I want to get back to know you. Like in ten years, whatever, whatever you're on, like let's work together. Like I feel like that's. That's what we got to get to as a society. Everybody working together to elevate each other. Mm-hmm. Like, and I feel like, especially in Massachusetts, you don't really see that like that. Like, you can go to other states, and everybody in the community is like making sure everybody's put on, but you don't see that in Massachusetts. Especially, I feel like where we're from. I feel like I don't know anybody that's like in Medford that's like, let me put you on. Like, I, I it's not even. It seems like almost weird to say. Like, no one in Medford does nothing. Yeah. Like. Really, I mean, there's some people that do like little things, like the starting. I feel like it kind of like we're we're a pretty good like group of youth that are like trying to do something. Like I feel like I'm trying to do something with what I do. You know, I got enough, got 80 episodes now. About 50 of them are Medford people. Just let just a little community thing. It's a local thing in a lot of ways. Like I feel like most people I have heard about or have had someone like a friend of theirs on the podcast. So I'm doing something locally. At least like making us. Like a little closer, bit closer. Yeah, co- bringing the community but together. People, like, we don't fucking like each other. Like, <laughs> see what the problem is. Like, yeah. I don't know what everyone's deal is. It's like, I see, I'll see, like, Medford people. A lot of people go to UMass Lowell. I sit next to someone. I'm not going to name names. I sit next to someone in my class that I knew all high school, all middle school, all elementary. I sit someone in, next to someone in this year's class. I haven't said anything to them. They haven't said anything to me either. And it's like this, like, culture, I think, that's just, like... That's our past. Like, this is Literally, now. like... Which is, like, oh, I don't think you need to do that. And I, f- I feel like people don't value the past as much as they used to, or their, their past within themselves, like, their their past. Like, I feel like it's good to always remember that your experiences are different from any other person's experience. You're even having a sibling, like... Right. Your sibling will never have the same experience as you because they're not you. Like, nobody's gonna... Somebody could share, like, similar, like things that, that's happened or, like, some similar situations, but nobody has the same life experience as you. So I feel like it's always good to, like, go back and reconnect with those people that, like, you had some those experiences with and share new experiences and learn from what they might have fucked up at and they could learn what you fucked up at and y'all could come together and be successful or even give, like, another person the keys to success if you have them. Mm-hmm. I've, made, uh, I've made my life off of not making other people's mistakes. That's, like... I feel like I hear someone will do something, and then I just like don't do it. Whereas other people need to make the mistake to like yeah. to, to not to not have it happen, and I get that. But I feel like even my decision to not drink, not saying it's a mistake. Some people need a nice beverage every once in a while. I completely understand. I feel like everyone should drink. Like yeah. if I were to say like everyone or no one, I'd say everyone. Um, same thing with smoking. But I know my dad. Like he he he's good now been so for like 30 years but he told me all his stories about when he was a younger and like he had to go to aa and like all the shit that happened and i'm half him so in my mind i'm like there's a chance that this could fuck with me like it fucked with him you know like bad and not that it scared me out of doing it it's just like i just kind of started living plus my role models my dad and like i see him and he never drank and he's the best 
So it was never associated with being cool in the first place. And then on top of that, I knew that the bad parts of his life were directly correlated. So if I'm half him, if he's my hero and he doesn't drink, I don't need to. And then that's kind of just the way I grew up. And then once that time of my life came around, I was like, you know what? If I can get by, if I, I don't want to be like isolated from my friends or anything. If I have my friends and I'm happy, then I don't need to drink. Exactly. And until the day I'm not happy, <laughs> I'm not going to drink. So I don't think I ever will, honestly. Because I'm just a happy dude. And that's also, like, plays into having the right people around you. Like, Fact. I mean, if you're my friend, I've probably peer pressured you to do some shit just because I want <laughs> you to have, like, a different experience. Like, I've I've had a lot of fun. I've done some drugs. I'm not going to say whichever mm. one. Yeah. No needles, though, and nothing in my nose or whatever. Yeah, like right, that. right, right, right. But um, I think it's always, like, good to just experience different things, but... Like, even the family history plays into it. Like, if you know your family has, like, bad history with certain things, then you shouldn't because it genetically could come down to that. And it's just like, you know, it's like playing the odds. Like, why am I playing the exactly odds? Exactly. Like 50-50, like, half and half. Like, what are we doing? Like, but even in that sense, I think, like, one thing I do recommend for everybody is the shrooms. Like, definitely opens up your I hear eyes. A lot about the shrooms. Yeah, I hear like, a lot about the I know you don't smoke. I would say even if you drink tea, like, you could put shrooms in tea. Like I love tea. And I would say. Love tea. Like, if you're scared to do it, just remember it comes from the earth. Like, I don't think anything from the earth can hurt you unless it's been touched by man or man has really, like, affected it in a harmful way, like, to make it, like, a poisonous or something like that. You feel me? Unless it's, like, poison ivy or something. Mm -hmm. But, um, like, when I did it, it really changed my mentality and my outlook on life. I was going to actually ask you, what are some, like, transformative, because you're talking about people want to forget the past. What are some, like, transformative moments? Because you're not about how you were in high school. Exactly. Um, I didn't know you well. But, like, I mean, like, it's not like you were, because as you said, like, you wish you were linking in. Like, you were yeah. linked in. You wish, like, you were doing these other things. Obviously, you don't regret your past, but it's just, like, you wish you had done these. So what were, like, these transformative moments? Um, I'd say I had a lot of transformative moments. Um, I said a couple. Um, I did construction, and... Like, I didn't have to do, be an apprentice or nothing like that. So I came off the gate making a good amount of money. And that was one of the transformative moments where I didn't like who I was because I let the money control me. And I was young. I didn't really know how to manage my money. I was, like, 18, like, 40 an hour, 60 an hour off um, overtime. Like, I was making a lot of money. And then, look, at, like, I was surrounded by people my age who didn't even touch, like, at the time, what was minimum wage? Like 12, 12 40, 50, yeah, 12, like, 50, they're not even touching 25 an hour. And, like, I just was kind of a dickhead. Like, I let the money consume me, and I pushed away some people I probably didn't need to push away. But, like, I got my, I I sacrificed the money to be a better person, if you get what I'm saying. Like, mm -hmm. I understand construction wasn't for me, like, in the sense of, like, I didn't like who I would become if I stayed around some of those people that did construction. And I went and did a lot of different work. I worked like in the medical field a little bit. I tried to like dip my head in everything so I could find what really worked for me, which brought me to my next transformative moment was uh, probably say, getting into a fight with one of my siblings. Mm. And that was, that was just like over the summer type thing. But mm. that made me learn how to rely within like myself. Like I'm not close on my mom, but that's when I can't rely on her. One person I've always been able to fall back is my dad. Like, and I know not a lot of people have like the availability of having two parents or whatever. But yeah. I feel like if you could just fall somebody, fall back on somebody that's like shows you they're genuine and here to support you. Like, you should like shouldn't be scared to. You shouldn't be scared to have somebody to be there for you. Like, but 
that the way my dad changed me got me into this mindset of really like focusing on my future but not overthinking it like it's it's good to have a plan for five years but you have to understand that in five years you you probably won't want that same plan like you probably you, won't be where you planned either it, exactly yeah like it's good to work by like day by day to an extent like Focus on your on making small goals for yourself. Like I set a new goal for myself every two weeks instead of like focusing on my my goal from three years, four years, five years down the line. If somebody were to ask me what do I want to do, like for a career or ten years down the line, I, I'll tell you I don't want to do jack shit. Like <laughs> I don't. There's no. I don't. That's one thing I hate about society. I have no job that's appealing to me or anything like that. Cause at the end of the day, I want to work for myself and help people, like in the way I want to help people. But. I don't know. That's that's been like my biggest transformative moment was yeah. with my dad. What about you, Abe? I was yeah. <laughs> I mean, I definitely had a few, but um, I don't want to get in there. I'm getting a few of them. I'd probably say when I was working valet, and just you know, just thinking like there's more to like what I can achieve than this. You know, just mm-hmm. being stuck in that little cycle and then just taking the leap of faith, and then that's when I I studied for um to get my license to you know, be like a life and health insurance uh, broker, and then um, just diving into that, quitting my job, and just trying to, you know, go all in. Yeah. Uh, and also, I'd probably say, just some, like, my own, like, self-education that I've done, you know, like, the past two years, because I, I dropped out of school, just because I didn't really see myself in, and, like, I don't know, it just wasn't really meshing, some, just, I don't know, told me, like, I, I, I shouldn't be doing this right now, mm-hmm. and, like, I had other things to focus on, so, um... Just, yeah, I just definitely say it's like diving into myself, trying to find who I really am and just trying to educate myself on the things that I'm really most interested in rather than like trying to follow you, follow a curriculum that I'm not interested in, you know? Yeah, there's a couple things with what you just said. First, the idea of being like valet. I know like that's actually in a lot of movies. It's very symbolic. Like, yeah, I've you're, done valet before you know, like, too. You know, like, you're, you're the one, you're putting all these cars away. Mm-hmm. A lot of times they're nice cars. Exactly. And you're looking at these nice cars and you're saying cycle. You know what you do? You drive, and you know, in in the movie, in the movie, you drive off the screen, and then you drive back on the screen with the car. That's all your job is. That's that. That's who you are in this in this movie of life, and you don't want to be that cycle in 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 life anymore. You want to be the person that drops the car off, the camera follows in, camera follows out, and then someone brings you your car. Exactly. So it's um it's pretty symbolic in that way too. So it's very very cool you say that. But that's like that's like both of your starts in a lot of ways. Yeah, I've, um, I've done a lot of crazy jobs i've done uh moving construction i've been a medical receptionist i've done valet i worked at a warehouse um i don't know i, I did a little bit of security i don't match it 21 years old 21 still? years old you done bro. all this shit all this shit <laughs> that's bro. crazy like see i sat on my ass during covid so i mean i feel like I, I missed out on some i feel like during covid it was as crazy as it sounds i didn't get covid only once in the beginning, though. <laughs> when I was doing construction. I didn't get COVID, except so for that one time. Yeah, but I was outside during COVID because it was kind of peace, like, not seeing totally. as much people on the road, not as much people outside. Like, it just makes you think about how society used to be. Like, and that's what I hate about society. Like, I think humans fucked up the, mo- the moment we became, like, civilized within, like, tribes, like, mm-hmm. or even, like, connecting other countries. Like, I feel like our priorities were more aligned before we had so many advancements te- technologically and things like that. But all those things benefited us. It was crazy. So. Yeah. 
pretty interesting. I would say like a lot of things with um like my dad, he can't sit still really. So during COVID, he'd always like he just he'd be the one to go to get our groceries. Like he'd be the one to do whatever. Like he if we needed something done outside, he would go do it because he needed to get out. He can't like sit still. So but he said the same thing. He was like, you know, it's funny like there's no traffic, oh. you know. And I'm walking. He's like, and I'm going through the store, and there's about three people in here with me, two workers. And he's like, it's just like very peaceful. It's like it's kind of. It feels like it should be that way, mm-hmm. which is fascinating. And you want to know why it feels that way? At least to me, we live in like cities, or there's no one. You know, you're the only person. I got 36 square acres in my backyard. Like, you know, and that's like sick. But like, there's not enough people where you are, and then there's. 3,600 tenants in my in my apartment. There's 3,600 you in this much space. Yeah. That's not good either. So if we all had our own proper... If we spaced ourselves out properly among amongst this, this beautiful country we have, then, like, maybe we'd be in a lot better shape. Maybe uh-huh. that's the amount of people you're supposed to have per capita. It shouldn't be these big cities or, like, these massive ranges. Like, literally. Probably, like, there should be probably more... And more space, even in these suburbs. Like, we live in Medford. I lived in Medford. Um, you from Medford, too? Where are you from? Malden. Malden. Yeah. Same shit. So, like, you know, it's all the same, but, like, that's too many people, too. There's still someone right to your right, right to your left. Your shoulders are tucked. You need space. You need yeah. a yard. I want to see some green. Especially. Love to, grass. I lived all over Mass type shit. I didn't move to Medford until my junior year of high school. Before that, I lived in Brockton. Were you around, though? Like, was, or um, did you really only, like... I mean, I, like, because my pops used to live in Medford, and I've always, like, right. Tevin is my cousin, so I used to always come out and that's see him. That's your cousin? Yeah, what that's my fuck? cousin, yeah. Like, crazy thing is, like... You guys live together? Yeah, high school, junior year, yeah. I, I, I moved in with my cousins. That makes shit. sense. Before that, I lived in Brockton. Before that, I lived in uh, Marlboro. Before that, I lived in Waltham. Before that, I lived in Dorchester. I really, like, that's also why I feel like I'm so good at networking. I've met a lot of people, like, a lot of different experiences. A lot of restarts. Yeah. And I hated it, like, all them restarts, but it made me who I am, like, gave me mm. the opportunities I have now today. And I don't know, like, seeing how all these cities are so different. Like, I've seen poor, poorer cities, richer cities. I've lived in, like, both. There's been times, like, yeah, I lived in a nice house, but I wasn't coming from the most wealth. There's been times I lived in the ugliest house. And we could have the most money on the block. Like and sometimes you gotta have Tevin sleeping yeah. next to you, and you're like, "Where's the food at? Mm-hmm. <laughs> How do you feed Tevin?" I was thinking about that, like with my friends, honestly, because all my friends, a lot of people that are here, like they, they're from Medford, they know Tevin. You know Tevin? Yeah. Yeah. Fucking. How do you? How could you miss him? Yeah. He's just like. I just imagine, because he's always been this big, like always been that big since he was a kid. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you feed this kid? What do you? <laughs> How do you clothe them? Like, how do you, how do you do this? Crazy thing is, like, so you've seen, you know Donovan too, right? Of course. Yeah, that's Donovan. our other cousin too. Yeah. So, like, if you think about it, it's a house. He's full a of, beast. Yeah, it's, a, it's a house full of like six, like one, six four, six six grown men. Even Tevin's little brother is now like probably like six three, six four, whatever. Right. Like. Wait, really? Yeah, like he got wow. big too. Like, I, I don't know how tall he is to be honest, but I know like he big now. It was, a, it was a lot of men in that house. <laughs> For real. A lot of men in that house. Like, oh, my all God. All of us taller than our parents. It's, like, crazy to think about how they were able to feed us so well. Like, I'm just saying, like, yo, like, fucking, there's no way. Because I think of how much I eat. Like, honestly, you guys would be fucking shocked if you saw the food. Like, I go to the dining hall in Lowell sometimes. It's only 10 bucks to get in. 
And, like, that's... I only go there if I'm fucking starving. Because I know there's nothing in my house that could really feed me properly. If I go out to eat, I'm spending 30 bills. I ain't doing that. So I need to go to the dining hall. I'll go to the dining hall. I'll get, like, two slices of pizza, a burger, a chicken sandwich, uh french fries we'll get like a little thing of yogurt so i can get feel good about myself whatever they got like the true balance it'll be like some some meat and yeah. rice and then they'll have a little uh like a little like sauce like um not sauce like soup like soup. pasta type yeah. shit i'll eat all that and then on the way out i'm grabbing an ice cream i mean <laughs> I, i'm not into desserts but I, I definitely can eat for sure like <laughs> as skinny as i am it's most definitely nah it makes sense people like, built like you can eat yeah. have you noticed that in your life yeah like, i've noticed that like six two like Pretty skinny. Pretty, like, like you know, definitely. once you get to this age, it's, like, man skinny. So, it's, like, yeah. it's not even skinny, it's thin. Like, yeah. You're and slim now. I'm, like, I'm at the age where I'm, like, yo, I kind of want to watch my, my weight. Because I see the, once you get that, like, 24, 25, there's no, there's no return on that. Like. Nah, for real, for real. I was looking at myself in the mirror today, and I was, like, listen, I look, I feel like I look, I started going to the gym, like, a year ago. And I look better than I've ever looked in my life by far. But it's, like... I was looking now, and I was looking the other day, and I was like, hold up. Like, I ate a little bit more this past two weeks, and I went to the gym a little less. And I can literally see it. That's never how it was. First, like, 18 years of your life. Literally. Didn't fucking matter. You could do whatever the hell you wanted. I went to Wendy's every day. Literally. I used to work at Wendy's, too. You used to work at Wendy's? The one right off, the balded Redford. No, like, like, dude. Literally. You know how many times you probably handed food to me outside mm-hmm. that window? I, I, I remember handing it to, like, a bunch of high school. I used to tell people in the group chats, like, yo, you want free food? Come, I got you. No, like, whatever. Bro. I should have been, yo, we should have been friends in high school. No, like, <laughs> I would have got free Wendy's. That was that's, a, a, that's a link. That's a connection that, right that, there, That bro. was, like, a little bit of junior year, senior year. And then I went into the moving, but that was nice. Like, I gained uh, a healthy amount of weight. Now, you left at a good time, though, because it started to smell like shit in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they changed up the whole staff and everything. Oh, and uh, whoever works there now smells like shit. So, yeah. I'm I, telling you. I, I, mean, I don't go to that Wendy's. No more. I don't even eat fast go. food anymore, to be real. Like, You're out on the fast food. Not, not Dude, for real. Like, how like, do you do it? I got to be 2 a.m. drunk to eat fast food. So, like, I only have three times a week, so. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. just the weekends. Just the weekends. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Honestly, um, I'm getting to the aspect of life, like, why should I wait till I'm older to promote better health, like, a better way of living, like, it's true. why would I wait till I'm 40 to be like, yo, I should start eating home-cooked meals more often than eating out, like, mm. and the way I think is, like, yo, if you're my age, or you're in high school, you're spending 30, 40 bucks a day just buying weed alone, like, that's just, just weed, and how do you, how are you really funding it, like, if you think about it, like, <laughs> that's what I wanted, you know, like, listen, I've never, I've never purchased weed in my life. Imagine how much money you'd save. Just imagine, like, even today. Probably like 40, 50,000. 40, 50,000. I'd probably spent like, yeah, over my course of life so far, i probably spent like 50, 60,000 or something. So that's the thing, like, I just straight up haven't done that. So it kind of, I guess, in a way, it kind of just made me a little, not lazy, but like, I didn't have to, like, I, I, everyone else was like getting these jobs and working so much. And I was like, why are you guys working so much? <laughs> like, it didn't really hit me until like, Maybe like senior year, and I was like, "Oh, wait a second, junior yeah. year." I was like, "Wait a second, these guys need to buy probably alcohol. forty dollars a week, forty dollars a week, a week, and mm-hmm. then about twenty dollars in alcohol, exactly, and then Uber, or Uber, food. twenty, forty bucks, like, food like when they're drunk at two a.m. Whereas me, you know, I'm paying for gas and then to to and from practice, literally, and dropping Tevin off. That's about it, <laughs> and it takes a. Hey, Having Tevin in your whip, it, it makes the gas, gas run a little. Exactly, <laughs> it doesn't understand that size. Just slowing down the car. <laughs> no, but you want to hear something funny? Actually, my car is low, 
and it's not a low rider. It's disgusting. Yeah. It's a Toyota Corolla. It's a brown Toyota Corolla, um, 2002. And I was sitting in the, in the uh, whatever, driver's side. And there was one, was a couple of my small teammates got in on the right side, back right side of our of our whip. And it kind of, I weighed it down a little bit, then they weighed it back. And then Tevin decides to get mm-hmm. into the, my side on the back seat. My door was open. He sat down. My door hit the fucking ground. <laughs> and, and I didn't even like tell him. I just kind of like yanked it loose. And I kind of had to wiggle right to like give the car a little momentum so it would close. I didn't even let him know. I feel like I honestly I'm kind of exposing Tevin. Today. Actually, uh, I got a memory for Tevin uh, when go. I had the Mercedes. Um, he broke my seat, the passenger seat. <laughs> not. It's not because he's like. Uh, exceptionally large or anything like nah. he's, a, he's a pretty fit person for his size nowadays he looks real good yeah he's looks like, real really good. in shape but like i don't know how he did it um <laughs> like it was like a 2011 mercedes whatever um if you know like the electrical seats i guess it might have yeah. been his weight or something just broke the the thing <laughs> so he moved the seat all the way up and it just never went back after that like he moved it all the way up like because we were we had mad people in my car at the time uh, like right, donovan right, right. like oh bunch of all the all the big dudes yeah These big motherfuckers and it just it just never went back after that so you you played football right yeah. How, did you play both years or? or just senior year just senior year i wanted to play football so bad i would have got cracked though but i got that i got grit though i would have been nice i'd be i played football my whole life to be real like pop order and shit mm-hmm. i'm actually i think like, because before Tevin ever even played football, he used to come watch me and my older brother at the, like, Pop Warner games and stuff. Right, I played right. freshman, sophomore year. Like, the only time I didn't play was junior year. Like, that was the only time I didn't do any sports or whatever. You were transferring in, though, right? Yeah, so, I, I came in, like, a little bit late. So, so, I mean, probably just getting yourself acclimated. That makes sense. You played hoop? Yeah. Did you play all high school or just a little bit? Uh, just a little bit until, like, junior year. Are you a twin? Nah. Uh, I knew. I feel like I played these because I, I played Malden, obviously, uh, and I feel like I remember. Uh, maybe I did play you. Nah. I look familiar to you. BC High. BC High. Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. Because there's these two. There's these twins on Malden. This is now it all makes sense. Cause the twins on Malden that don't they don't look like you. Like mm. you're in better shape than these people, but you never know what someone could could have changed. Like they yeah. had different hair. About your height though. And, like, they kind of look like it. But, like, they had, like, different hair. Like, the hair was up. But, like, you know, all, you're a haircut and, like, 50 pounds heavier away from being those kids. So, like, that's why Even to think about the last time you see me, I probably didn't look the same at all. Your hair was different. Yeah. That's for sure. But I feel like afro. commenting on the hair is a very, like, white thing to do. So nah. I, <laughs> I refuse I, I to do that I love when shit. people notice, like, I got dreads now. I know. It looks like, good. I yeah. noticed the hair right away. I, honestly, that was one of the first things I was going to start the podcast and be like, hey, we got a new cut. But I feel like it's just, like... A thing like you can't. I I don't like to comment on like, like black people's hair. I mean, cause it's just like, cause then there's like, you know that thing that yeah, like thing. It's like, like especially like, when like people be like, oh yo, let me touch like your hair and see what it feels I, like. Bro. But I like <laughs> maybe in the past it used to get me annoyed or whatever. But now I understand like. People just don't share the same experience. And straight up like, don't have that hair. Yeah, hair, you know? yeah like I straight up don't have. I wake hair. up every day with this type of hair. Somebody wakes up every day with like silky, different smooth hair. Or exactly. whatever the fuck like, this is going on in my head. And... Like I don't, I don't know. I feel like sometimes just society's too harsh on shit like that. Yeah, like, you see you what just... Jimmy Butler did at uh, oh, Media yeah, Day? Yeah, I, I didn't like that. His, he put in those lock, those boxy. extensions, his, yeah. which is hilarious because that's Media Day, so it's the only picture they have. Officially of him, they yeah. use that picture for every all the promotional material. Material he has it, and then on his fancy fancy basketball, his picture he's got it. It's the fucking funniest mm-hmm. thing 
I've ever seen. It was ugly as fuck. But he yeah. knew that. He was doing it on purpose. Yeah, he ended up taking it out. Yeah, yeah he took it out. Oh, day later. Even, day later. I didn't even know. Mad funny, dude. It's, it's you guys follow any hoop? No, yeah. a little, I mean, not as much as I used to. Like, I haven't been following sports. I'm, just, I'm literally business mode right that- now. Working. If it ain't about networking, you ain't doing, doing it. it. Literally, if it's not about giving me the right steps for my future, this is where you doors, lose Abe. Yeah, this is where you lose him. He's shaking his head. No, he's like, if I ain't watching all the games, literally, probably. That's why you be watching all the games. Nah, I watch highlights when I can. Nah. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a big team person. I'm more like a player person. But obviously, I, Who's I your like player? the Celtics. Uh, my favorite one of all time, LeBron. Okay. Kevin Durant's okay. better. Kevin Durant, yeah, your KD guy. Yeah, even though he's easily slimy and shysty, he's better. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but I mean, if we're talking about basketball overall, like all aspects, he has no defense. Like, uh, man, that's the, that's debatable. That's the I mean, it's not defense for someone who's six eleven. You know, but like obviously, he just like puts his arms up. But he's a know. better scorer than LeBron, in my yeah. opinion. That's true. Yeah, I, I didn't say it wasn't. I'm just talking no. about all around. All around. I mean. I feel like there's a lot of LeBron meat riding, to be real. Like, <laughs> well, the issue with LeBron is, the issue with LeBron is, um, he passes really well, which makes people think, like, oh, he's just, like, the perfect player. Like, if you can pass and score, it's just like, oh, like, you're doing everything. But And he plays good defense, too, yeah. obviously. He's great high Q. He can pass. He's, he's great at everything. It's true. But, like, it's not, like... His dribbling is bad. Yeah, nah, yeah, yeah he ain't got no. He got no, no bag in the bag. Mm-hmm. There's no bag. He's rested. It's, he's like forty. Nah, nah even when he was smooth. young, bro. Even nah. when he was young, he had no dribble skills. It was this. Literally, he was like, shoulders. So Listen, nah, I feel like once he got to Miami, he lost that. But I feel like his rookie, nah, even early even his rookie, Cleveland, nah, nah, he was smooth. He's just he was just fat. He was the most athletic person on the court. And I think most athletic person on the planet. Yeah, and I think, I think Giannis, if he gets any more rings, he's gonna like eclipse the man. Yeah. Possibly. I'm sorry, Giannis is way more gifted than, than gifted. LeBron. You mean like physically? Physically, yeah. athletically, like, bro. Like, athletically, it's debatable. I mean, he's taller and he, he doesn't really jump that much higher. I mean, then LeBron at his peak, I doubt it. LeBron at his peak is a fucking freak, dude. He was a freak. It's yeah. like, you ever seen that video of him catching that alley when he was on the Cavs? You know, mm-hmm. like the yeah, blue and. Blue jersey, blue and he jumps up like, to get it. Nah. The crowd's faces, they're all like. It's almost like they're looking at something fake. I. Actually, what happened? This is funny because something like this happened to me in a basketball game. So, I I was a defender. I would just defend everybody. That's like you put me on the best guy or second best guy. Typically, didn't matter the position. So this guy was like a forward. It kind of looked like a lot like you, six one, mm-hmm. like uh, very a good athlete. He was just like, just, but like lanky, but like he was obviously good. And then and he was strong too, even though he was like lanky, he was strong. I remember. So I had to go. I was pressing up on him, and they're inbounding the ball from the sideline. On the, they're on offense, and the kid like had someone like one of our guys was in his face, kind of like making sure he couldn't get the ball. And he was just looking, didn't know what to do. Saw the best player, throws it. It goes up. It keeps going up. And I was like, oh, that's way out. Like no one's gonna catch yeah. that. And then like this dude's like balls were like at my fucking <laughs> forehead. He was so high in the air, and his knee was like here. I didn't know you could jump that high. Like, it was, he was, like, just kept going, too. Caught it with one hand, palmed it, and then brought it back down, like, right down here, like, right at the half-court line. And uh, I didn't really know what was happening at the time because, like, I was just guarding him. I was too busy. I was too locked in. When we got to film the next day, 
like I could see everyone on the bench was like like jumped like our coach was like ah oh like he was like everyone just looked like like I was about to get cooked mm. I did get cooked but then um I was so I was like I'm watching it and he just like these people that are like really gifted athletically he's jumping high like how do you how do you make up for that like I was never born being able to jump that high I can I dunked like one ball in my life but like. Is it and I'm but my legs are bigger than these people. Like he's a he's a skin thin guy thin guy. Does it like is it you're just born with that? No, I think you can be born with certain gifts, but if you never put in the hard work, you'll never really get to the That's true. max potential of them gifts. And you could be born born with no gifts, and you could be the hard, like Jimmy Butler, for example. Right. He sucked. He he, he literally <laughs> knew he wasn't he was never the best or whatever, but he always said he was gonna be the hardest worker. Like and he worked to get to the league. Like for like mm-hmm. I remember when he was on the Bulls. And, uh, and the way beginning. Yeah, way bench, beginning. Bench guy. Exactly. D-Rose time. And then he ended up bringing the heat to the finals, whatever. Like, it's crazy to think about. I would have never thought that would happen. It's kind of like if, like, fucking, I don't even know, like... I mean, Jalen Brown's kind of had that type of ascent in a lot of ways. Like, remember his rookie year? Drafted third, true, but he was just kind of like a guy, you know? Like, he was just kind of like a good athlete, like, could defend, wasn't really shooting much. Honestly, I think him and JT are on the same... Level. Same level. And I feel like he just gets caught behind JT's limelight a lot. I feel like JT's just, they just made him the face of the Celtics, but it could also be JV. Yeah, I, I mean, hey, because the thing is, like, oh, well, Jason Tatum hits those clutch shots at the end. I'm like, well, they're giving it to him. Literally. If Byron had the ball, he'd probably hit the same volume of clutch okay. shots. If anything, I think he could probably hit more because he's a better shot creator. Mm-hmm. People don't realize this. Like, I mean, Tatum can... For a three, I guess Tatum sidesteps kind of ridiculous, but for a mid range, like if you just need a point, you need points. You could give it to JB. I think Brown's more likely to get you points on a possession, on a possession possession basis, because he can pull up the mid range and like he gets so much space on it. But he can also get to the hoop and he goes in hard. Like Tatum flails and you know shit. What this makes me think about that um Jalen Brown, uh, Blake Griffin during the the playoff series when they were kind of at that little one one on one. Oh like, god, that was ridiculous. JB was going. Up. Oh, he was cooking yo, him. Like, he was cooking he was him. them threes that he drove in on him. They hit him with the midi. Like, no. I mean, he did pass it to JT, but JT was just in the corner, like putting up them threes. Like, that's him getting his points. You feel me? But like, JV was really leading the offense, like taking it up the court, making things happen. You feel mm-hmm. me? Like, I feel like he doesn't get enough credit for it. He don't. He don't. I think, and also they both. What they both have. I wish that they were a little different. They're so similar in like maybe not style of how they do it, but. Their box score looks the same. It's like a lot of points, good amount of rebounds. Tatum gets a little more rebounds, and then um, like three assists, four assists apiece. I wish that, and then like also like two, three turnovers apiece for both of them. I wish that one of them was like really good with the ball, like really good ball security, good distributor, and average like twenty points yeah. instead of them being legit the same exact player, just like copy and paste yeah, with literally. like a little with like two inches less and more athleticism. I think that that kind of bothers me, but um. Okay, so right now, how how long do you think we've been going for? Like an hour. Hour yeah. fifteen. It's been an hour okay. fifteen. This is usually around the time I wrap. Yeah, that's fine. I wrap up, but I will say like, since you've had a lot of insight today, Jay, what is something that you would like to say to to, to people? Like, um, if you're watching this, you're sitting on your ass. Why don't you come in here, talk about yourself, and talk about your experiences? And if you don't want to do it, find somebody that will. It's always good to hear how other people live and what they've been through and 
some of the faults they might have had and some of the successes they might have had. Right, right. You got anything to say? Yeah, I mean, if you're watching this and you're kind of stuck, I definitely say looking to um, self-development and just always being someone who's learning, always be a student of everything, you know, and always look at, I also recommend looking into the ways of the stoicism as just like an approach to life. It's like a, <clears throat> a philosophy. And then um, also if you're interested in becoming your own bank and learning how you can really leverage and become more financially stable, you can hit me up on IG at ovo.abe or uh, call me at like 617-407-9989. Hit yeah. the kid up. That's self yo, that's self endorsement right there. Oh, and I also recommend um, the Europe program for anybody that wants to develop themselves professionally. Like the talk about business etiquette, project management, IT skills, whatever. Like if you just want a different experience and don't want to work that minimum wage job for the rest of your life, join the program. It's only a year. Amazing, amazing. How was y'all experience on the on the on the dogcast? I enjoyed it a lot. It was it was a nice experience. I would recommend anybody to come on here, give my boy some content. Right, dude. Nice to come here and kick it, smoke a little bit of weed, okay. and then it's just, it's a quick, it's a simple time. It's a lot of fun. I had a ball, Jay, Ooh, my, my man. Yeah, you're nice good, brother. Nice seeing you.